No, you can't. We can't have a conversation while I do this. Are you, you translating to... it into English? Yes. That's exactly what I'm doing. It's going to be a good episode. Where I do most of the talking this time. You do most of the talking anyway. No, I don't. <laughs> I can't hardly get a word out. <laughs> what? Go and listen to the next three episodes. Or the last three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Very optimistic. <laughs> I can't have yeah, a conversation and write this. Like, Sorry? I can't have a conversation and write this. You don't have to sit there and watch me really creepily. <laughs> kind of scary. Are you even recording? <laughs> <laughs> you have been recording. <laughs> Shut up, Josh. Got him. We are live. Hello, Josh. How are you doing? Hello, today? Ben. I'm I'm good. That's grand. I don't know what Ben is gonna come out with today. Um, he's been preparing for this for the at last my desk five minutes. <laughs> it's longer than five minutes. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know because I took the, the clock out yes. of the room. So, uh, just what is interesting me is what does um, interest you is debate, discussion, and argument. And um, I was just sort of looking in and what is kind of one of the big things that um, sort of Christians disagree or whatever about. Um, and uh, one of those things is the argument of predestination versus free will. This, this idea of um, how can we have free will if we're predestined or how can we be predestined if we have free will? And there's this sort of back and forth tennis game that keeps happening among the Christian community, especially among the among the younger Christians. Um, so we are going to talk about that, maybe clear up some stuff for people who don't quite get what it's about. Um, so, yeah. Ben, do you believe in free will or do you believe, I believe in predestination? In, well, you see, I believe that you can't have free will without predestination in our current reality. You can't have free will without predestination. Yeah, which is a mind blowing. But I'm just gonna I'm going to read a statement that somebody wrote, an absolute genius. Uh, Is his name Calvin? No, his name is me, Ben Thompson. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so I I wrote some notes here, and I'm gonna read them out. So let's take the idea of an author. An author has a base story in mind with characters, events, and a plot, a beginning and an ending. Whatever the author changes or decides upon, it happens in the story. Now, how do we read a book, or better yet, what perspective do we read the book from? Uh, Not from the author's perspective, but rather the perspective the author gives us. If we knew everything from the author's point of view, we'd know how the book would end. Instead, the author gives us uh, perspective through the narration and development of characters within the story. Uh, now, how does this link with being a Christian and the whole predestination and free will argument? Well, let's take let's take it that everyone uh, is the main character of their own story, and God's our author. He uh, wrote us into existence. The author is good. We trust in him that our story will be okay at the end of the book. We get a happy ending. No matter what happens throughout the rest of the book, we trust God through all that we do as Christians. However, when people argue for no predestination, it cancels out the idea that God is the author. Or sorry, that God isn't the author, and instead replaces um, 
replaces him as ourselves it replaces the author with the character so to speak and, and that we get to decide how our story ends and that what happens in our own cho- and that what happens is our own choosing that is not what the bible says the idea is it falls into trust we trust in th- we trust in the author and we survive our story we trust god's word and we'll go to- we'll get to heaven but to say that we choose our own destiny is true in a way, but in this way it can't be. It makes us the authors when that is untrue. It replaces the author with the character. In my head, this can't make sense. It's it's about, I guess, if you feel you think people are going to hell because they were predestined to go there and to say that's not fair, it completely denies God as being a just and fair God. If God wants you to be um, saved and you want to be saved, you will be. It's about um, casting your life into his hands. It's about acknowledging he he as the author. To trust him and you will be alright. No matter how the story goes, it's the end that counts. To say predestination isn't fair mocks God and calls him unjust and immoral when he literally is goodness. The people who go to hell are there for a reason and the people who go to heaven are there for a reason. Therefore, the author knows how to end his book. He knows the outcome of each and every character. So even if the character is a really nasty person, if they are going to heaven, that's because God wanted them there. That wasn't a decision they made. That was through the grace of God that they were saved. And they just realized that God was their father all their life and cared all their life, not just from the moment when they became a Christian. To say it was your own decision cheapens God to a mere, choose me if you want. It puts God in a corner. To me, there is so much more to to it than that. We are God's chosen people and and no, and no one is ever beyond the saving grace of God. Because he has our names written, he knew us before the world began and he knows how his book will end. As Christians, we get the happy ending after all. So I guess it's this idea that, just to expand upon that metaphor, we're all in this book, so to speak. And as Christians, we believe God is the author. Yeah, right. All right. We've got the beginning and the ending, and as Christians, we know what how our ending will be. Uh, after we die, we go to heaven because we've been saved by Jesus Christ. That kind of thing. Um, but you find people who will say, oh, "Well, um, I chose God, and the reason why I chose God is the reason why I'm going to heaven." Um, yes, we all choose God. We all we all end up realizing that Jesus Christ was the way, the truth, and the life. That it may seem like the choice there. Um, at that time but if you think about it if you really think about it God has the entire universe in his hands God has this um, complete plan uh, for us all um, and to say that you know you're at heaven you're in heaven or whatever because it's something that you decided it's something that you chose just does not make sense to me at all you know right so from my understanding you think God is the author, he predestined everything. Yes. And to say that I'm going to heaven based on something I've done is taken, uh, is time for granted what God has done under his authority. Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of the time people like to argue, uh, well, what about the people who you know, have never heard of God, um, are they predestined to go to hell or whatever? I mean, what I would say, and people then start telling me, well, that's unfair. How could a God do that? How could a God create someone only to destroy them after a certain time? 
Yeah. But like, to me, that's that's really small minded kind of thinking. You know, if we have a God of this perfect goodness, this epitome of justice, um, he puts all the bad people away. You know, um, it's it's this idea that all the bad people belong in one area and all the good people belong in one another area. All right, so perfect society works you can't have bad people um where there's good people otherwise the good people will be hurt um so it's this i don't no way am i saying that people who haven't heard the gospel are bad people at all i'm saying that god is in control again of every character of this story um and that he is an individual plan for each and every person right from the before even the world began they he knew exactly who they were all right so to say that what where are they going that's completely up to god you know and of course like and he is just and he is fair you know it says that over and over and over again in the bible we can see that over and over again there's evidence of that so why would it why do people believe that it's just not fair you know i don't understand how something can't be fair with god it doesn't make sense so I could say there's a contradiction between how can God uh, like choose certain people, how can he how can he plan their lives if um, if there is free will? So this idea of free will, like I said at the start, can only make sense if we have this idea of predestination. Um, a lot of time Christians think it's a versus kind of thing. But to me, it goes together. And the reason for that is because um, there is a structure. There is this perfect structure. And we, we talked about this, this state set. Sorry, this, what do you call it? This sort of timeline that we all go through. Um, and we trust in God that, that as Christians, that everything will be okay. All right. Like, to say sorry what was your question (laughs) (laughs) I was saying um, if God has chosen he's got these chosen people right Okay. how how can there be free will if he has already chosen well we don't know where we're going only he does alright and that being said, that that in itself is predestination, you know. Um, for example, when when you say he may he may know something, but that does not predestine. Like you may say you have a time machine and you go in the future and you figure out uh, you you figure out uh, when this person dies, right? And then yeah. you go back to where you were in time. I mean, you know, just because you know that's going to happen. I mean, it's not it's not really the same as predestination. Um, I guess yes, they're always gonna they're predestined to die at that point, and you just know that. But that doesn't doesn't say. Well, if if we were if we take the perspective of God, we're outside of time. All right, time is this thing that we we can watch and we can put our finger on any sort of area on it yeah you know god doesn't follow the same rules as time as we do 
All right, that being said, um, like, if we knew everything God knew, would we change anything in our lives? So, do you believe in free will? Yes. Okay, and you believe in predestination? Yes. Okay, um, right, that's better to clear up, okay. Um, how does predestination fit into your equation of how you act in life? Um, well, it's out of, out of humble, like to humble myself before Christ because Jesus came and he died for me. And so, and obviously, and I didn't deserve that, you know, I was a sinner, but he did that for me because, of his, <coughs> excuse me, because of his love. Um, and I suppose I kind of owe it to him <laughs> to, you know, live like a Christian and try and you know, try and spread it as best as I can because this is he is the answer for eternal life. You know, um, it's this idea that he came for us so that we can have this eternal life. You know, he died for us so we can have eternal life. All right, every Christian, every Christian will believe that. All right, it's irrefutable. Um, it's whether you accept him or not. That 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 is where that's what ha- that's the decision that marks the end of your story, you know. But like, it's not there now. If you if you if you deny Christ right now, right, that does not mean you're going to hell. Um, like right now, okay. You, nobody knows when we're going to die. Only God knows when we're going to die, right? Okay. So nobody knows. You don't know when you're going to die. It could be tomorrow or hundred years time like nobody knows so it's the, it falls into that idea of trust like i said right we trust god that our story will be okay in the end because we owe it to him because he died for us we, be, we believe that we'll actually will be okay no matter how dark your story can get as christians we can sort of flip to the back pages of the book and realize that hang on i get a happy ever after you go back to where you're at now and you know you get encouraged by that but that's not a decision I made, you know, there's no, that's not a decision that I was like, okay, I'm a Christian, I know exactly that I'm going to go to heaven, you know, it, it's only by God's grace that I've been saved, you know, it's only by him wanting me, because he loves me, Yeah. so I want him, but to make God into this choice, to make God into this choose me if you want kind of category, it completely cheapens him, because, like, who's to say that you know okay well i know god is a thing there but you know i kind of want to live my own life i kind of want to have this i kind of want to do what they're doing i kind of want to go and do what that's doing so i know god is in the corner somewhere and i can just choose him so whatever i want you know i know he's chosen me so i can just go and do this no that's not the idea at all okay he died for us he loves us so like he loved us so he first loved us we love because he first loved us there we go it's this it, it all it all binds up into this idea that he has us all in this, like he has the universe in his hands. He has us all in this timeline that he can point at and he can interfere with anytime he wants, but there's a beginning and there's an ending that he can see clearly for each and every one of us. Okay. So keeping your idea of this happy ending that you can flip to the back of the book and see how so how does how does knowing that you have a happy ending affect the way you live your life um well for me personally it encourages me 
um, being a Christian has been one of the toughest things I've ever had to do, but it's also been one of the most rewarding things to be because, you know, it's the ultimate reward. You know, it's this idea that we get to be in a place of eternal happiness and joy um, forever and always. Like, that is the most beautiful thing. But the only reason why I can have that is because God himself died for us, you know? This idea that he made himself the the um, scapegoat, the, the, the person who came and said, hang on, I'll pay the fine, let this person go. You know, that, that's, that is love. Um, that's why I find that, like, that's why we can have a happy ending. It's because it, cause he went through the sad, he went through the, because he went through the bad one for us. He took the, he took the tragedy of our sins and turned it into, I don't know, a happy ending, you know? So if this happy ending didn't exist, say there was just... Your sins are forgiven, but there's there's nothing after this. Just theoretically, right? You're right, right. God says, right, I've, I've forgiven you. Uh, go be, go live like a Christian, whatever, right? And then, but but there's nothing after this, right? It's the end. You just die, right? Would what would that change anything for you? Well, I mean, if there's nothing, then what's the point? We all have a reason to live. Um, you can describe that reason any way you want, but if everything is meaningless, then what would be the point? Not that it's meaningless. Just say that you've been deleted from existence. Well, I, well then I find, I find then that life would be meaningless if at the end of the line, there's nothing. If, if we had to run this race only to discover that there's a cliff <laughs> to just okay, nothing say, say at the end. Say, stop say it's just for you. They, you just somehow know. Just You'll be deleted from existence, but everyone, it's everyone else. They can go to heaven or hell, whatever, right? But just you're delayed from existence. Would that change anything? So basically, if God told me that I can't be saved... No, it's not that you're saved, that he's forgiven you, you know, right? Right. But for whatever, it's just like, okay, but I'm going to delete you. Uh, Why? I'm, I'm, I'm just exploring this idea with you, Ben. No, but I'm trying. I'm trying to think like, because the way I see it, because it means right. You say it. It's, it cheapens the idea that God's is a choice, right? Mm. And that's why you're careful with saying about free will, even though you think it exists. You're careful around it because yeah. of what can be assumed by just saying well, yeah, it's a choice, you can just choose them or not mm-hmm. because you don't like the idea that it cheapens that idea mm-hmm. of of what God has to offer um, like the way I think about it is like if if you really if you really trust in Jesus and really love God I mean does it really matter what the end's like. Do you know Because people might be like, right, I want to get saved, so I will go to heaven. 
you know what? Well, I mean that that's the. I mean, there's not. I mean, not there's anything wrong with that. Like, I want to get saved, so why will go to heaven and not go to hell? But I don't know. I I, I so I feel like. I can see a comparison with this idea that it's cheapness. It's yeah. like I'm do I'm just doing it because I will go to heaven and not go to hell. Like, yeah. That's your only reason. Well, think of it. Think of it like, like, a, like that idea. Think of it like a board game, right? Yeah. The first piece, right? You move. Let's say I want to be saved because I don't want to go to hell. All right. That is only like the first move, of mm-hmm. any kind of completion, or anything. All right. There's, lots more to do. Right. Just because that's 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 the first step in. But as soon as you realize, as soon as you just start to discover more about the God in which has saved you, has saved all of us, as soon as you start to explore that, the more you can understand, actually, like, this is what love is. Like, you go from, you go from, a, you go, you step into, you step into this sort of reality with a fear, you know, like, okay, I'm fearing for my life, what do I do? And God has this way of turning that fear into love you know um and i guess um the reason why what, what is it that you said uh the way like if you got deleted yes well at the end at the end of time god's going to says that he's going to separate um the believers and non-believers like sheep and goats yeah you know um when you become a christian you don't just turn from a goat into a sheep it's the realization that you've always been a sheep. It's the realization that you were always a child of God. You know? That's why it says adopt a lot in the Bible, not transform, you know. Like you were you were well, lost, but then now you're fine. Well in order to adopt someone there it's not it's you can't adopt your own child. Well obviously, no, what I mean is that it's this idea it's this, it says adopt because it's this idea of being lost. When you're lost, it originally means that you were in a place of security but you're not lost from that and then mm-hmm. you become fined all right you were never ever so if say that the goats in this scenario who are never sheep they're always goats right mm-hmm. are they lost yeah but he said they're in this because you, nobody could ever know if they're a sheep or a goat that's completely up to God. That's completely God's own understanding. This is this is why this is why I think if you knew everything God knew, right? How broken would you be? How sad would you be at all these people who, like, you love so much, but are just you just can't go near them because they hate you <laughs> because they don't see you, you know, um. Which is sounds pretty depressing. It is really depressing, but like again, if you knew everything God knew, you wouldn't change anything in your life because He has this, and this is this is this is the trust thing about Christians. This is the thing that we all are crazy about. This idea that we rely and we cast our burdens entirely on God because we know that you know He He's the master of the universe. I'm pretty sure he can handle what kind of burdens that I have because he loves me so much. And it's this idea that, like, no matter how dark, no matter how sad the story gets, I know that the author of my book has a happy ending in store for me. Like, I'm not saying that because... I'm not saying I was saved because I want to go to heaven. I'm saying that I was saved because I was ashamed of who I was and that, you know, there has to be more to life than Mm -hmm. just being... 
atoms in a universe you know that's how i became a christian it's this idea that actually there is value and there is love um and as soon as you start to dig into love it it comes from this little spark in your heart to the thing that created everything you know um so to say that god has a choice to say that like or, or, again go back to the board game the choice is ours at the start but by the end of that board game by the time that you finish it's like it's like a game of snakes and ladders by the time you get to that 100th square you understand that god not only was just a few ladders on that board but he's the one who actually designed the board and he saw from zero to 100 exactly how things would play out you know mm-hmm. like and i think going back to that sort of uh book scenario how sometimes people like to replace the author with the character you know like i mean i would i would say when i'm helping someone like you know everyone's the main character of their own story i would always say that i would never say somebody's the author of their own story because nobody could write okay so i'm going to do this in a few years time nobody like, nobody, nobody can know for certain what tomorrow brings right. the only reason why we live in confidence for tomorrow is because we believe that it will be like today um but god knows what will happen next week or next year 100 years time like he has this all wrapped up perfectly in this perfect plan this perfect intricate plan and if you don't know about the plan just think of the bible it tells you all about it tells you about the beginning it tells you about the end the middle bit of this book is what we're living in right now um and that will give you all the answers for what who god really is you know he's his father he's his author he is ultimately love um and just again going back to the idea that how people would disagree with predestination a lot of people like to again argue well what about the people who are unreached what about the people who've never heard about such things are they going to hell or heaven again that is not that is not a question of are they going to be a saved that's a question of god's goodness and if god is ultimate goodness if god is this ultimate moral like margin the margin of goodness why why would we question that you know he is everything he is everything as it should be the way i see it is i believe in free will okay right and i i can believe in predestination but i don't see how i don't see i i don't act as if predestination predestination exists but like it makes sense like if if i go over to that chair like in like a few hours time and sit down on it right mm-hmm. i can say well i was always i was always going to do that given i i did exactly what i did beforehand mm-hmm. right but i don't think it's a very useful way of thinking to be honest with you so you can say yeah you're... predestination exists and um it, god's outside time and he's not limited to the boundaries of time so he can just he's like, he's only... got he, he creates time he's he's, uh, he's outside of time so he mm-hmm. knows mm-hmm. everything right and sure fine right um but obviously we are not outside of time yeah so that thinking does not come naturally well it doesn't come naturally to me anyway mm. um only, so I I just the only reason why I bring it up as a topic of discussion is because um there is that friction uh between Christian communities between friends where 
um, people like to question, you know, God's intentions and God's motives and our intentions and our motives. Um, but I guess it's just me trying to defend the God of the Bible because um, when somebody does say it's not fair, I don't I don't understand that because God is ultimate just justice god is this ultimate idea of goodness mm-hmm. you know so to say to to, 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 to put god next to unfair it it, it, it does not compute it's, it's a it, it just can't be right so is, is it just this example of what about these people who were never contacted before they died is that yeah is that the only example or is there other ones well it I suppose it's this idea of people being taught this like from the ground up being told that um if you reach out and accept Christ you know that's 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 fantastic and it is fantastic it's super good it's the happiest thing you could do um but you gotta remember that it was Christ that reached out for us first you know he was the one that saved us and we need we it's not it's not about it's about recognizing that he did that mm-hmm. you know christ made the first move god always made the first move and he'll always make the finishing winning move um what would you say to the idea that it's unfair to create someone who would reject god with their free will so this world this universe was created um in love god created us to love us he didn't create us to love him he created us to love us and what is true love true love is choice you can only love someone if you have an option to walk out and Mm -hmm. to show that you really do love them is to show that you didn't walk out all right it's not true love if you didn't have an exit true love is only true love if you have an exit is what i'm trying to say so these people um made and this is this is the free wheel part people made that choice all right to disregard the god that saved them that's their choice to do that but god the god of the outside of time can look at them and has that plan all right i'm not going to say whether god knows that they're going to go to hell or not because i'm not god um maybe that person few years down the line we'll start to understand that they were always say a sheep they were always um, a child of god when they became a christian mm-hmm. you know so um what's interesting if you, we hear uh ministers who talk about visiting people like sort of the last stages of their life right mm-hmm. and some of them are saved like uh you know, in the last year or so of their life from mm. that sort of idea, right? Mm. And what's interesting is they, they always say, that the, no, the, well, the minister is describing what they, the person says, the person always says, um, you know, I wish, wish I'd done it sooner. Even if it's someone who'd be like, um, well, if God's there, I'll, I, he's going to still be there when I'm at this stage of my life forever. So, mm. And, it's a bit it's a bit um restrictive or whatever to do it now so i'll just do it then and celebrate the rewards mm-hmm. it's like it's the wrong mindset yeah 100%. so you're doing something to 
you're trying to cheat the system. It's like, what What do you think? Yeah, it's what like, you, you're it's like gonna... I'll believe in God when I need to believe in God. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, the, thinking, the thinking is like, fundamentally flawed yeah i find i find that a lot of people argue that christianity is this straight jacket this book of rules that everyone needs to follow but it's completely not it's it's a book of freedom we've been set free from what um is sinful of what is evil and um, the bible talks about being a slave to your sin um and but the bible also talks about um like being free from that and turning your sin as white as snow because Jesus came and did all the work for us. Um, the Bible is purely a book of love and you could point to any kind of passage, like one or two verses that will say that, Oh God's this tyrant who is uh, evil or whatever, who sends famines and floods and stuff like, all right, well, I would say to you, well, where do bad people go? They go to jail. All right. God is a no nonsense. God, God is a no nonsense parent who loves his flock, who loves and wants to protect his people, all right? Surely, surely you'd want to be on the side where you're part of that loved, you're part of the loved, you're part of the people who um, will be safe, who will be protected. In no way am I saying that Christianity is evil, or sorry, in no way am I saying Christianity is, is hard, or isn't hard, it is very hard. It's very hard to be a Christian. Um, but through discipline comes freedom I find because if your freedom is as is complete freedom that's unrestrained unchecked that's chaos right um, but you know true freedom comes under order true freedom comes under this discipline I sound like a really bad guy <laughs> like Thanos or something <laughs> like perfectly balanced as all things should be but I see where you're coming from yeah. so uh, an undisciplined person is slave to their um, distractions, and ambitions. Yeah, and then if an undisciplined person will not achieve what they want to achieve because they're undisciplined, mm. right? Which is and it sounds contradictive, but it's not. You know, it's yeah. you need to you need to restrict yourself in order mm-hmm. to become yeah. more. Just to just put the little picture at it. All right, we learn table manners when we're toddlers, right? You know, like it's just like don't eat your life full. It's rude and stuff. All right. Um, and then like then you end up learning how to communicate properly say the dinner table and stuff and then on up when you're like dating or something you know it's the fundamental things that you remember as a toddler when you're talking to say this girl across the table this person across the table you know you don't eat with your you don't talk with your mouth full and stuff like that you know you swallow you know you don't start eating until they're served as well it's, it's, it's just these little tiny knickknacks that will make you into a more decent person for that person you know knickknacks <laughs> so in the bigger picture um if you were never if you were just told to be free okay. to do what you want to think what you want to think to believe what you want to believe um you may feel as healthy as can be you may feel like oh yeah well this is what's right for me blah 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 uh, just as long as i don't hurt anybody else well so that that is a discipline that is a disciplinary rule for freedom to work you need to have discipline so mm-hmm. for everyone to say I can do what I want as long as it don't hurt another person that still falls under that category maybe it's just this one rule but like it's still that idea that discipline still works uh, true freedom comes with discipline so yeah there you go so is that everything you have to say on the subject um maybe with 
Free. What was that last thing you said? With true. True freedom comes with discipline. True freedom comes with limitation. Very interesting. Limitation. Well, that's what. Dem- that's what. Uh, okay, but you could have just said discipline. Yeah, no, but it, <laughs> it, it sounds <laughs> better, more man. provocative. All right. Okay. When I say words that obviously contradict each other. Okay. Okay, so is that us for this one? Pretty much, yeah. End of rump. Right, good good, <laughs> good night or good morning. Goodbye. Good evening. Goodbye. Goodbye.